0: a clue. The antidote to panel games. At the piano is Colin Sell and your chairman is Humphrey Littleton.
1: Hello and welcome to I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue. You join us for a second visit to Eastbourne, the popular resort on what's known as the Cote d'Azur of Sussex. Cote (laughs) Coat meaning coast and azure meaning blue rinse. <laughs> it was in 1903 that Eastbourne came to the world's attention as the first town to create a municipal bus company running steam-powered coaches. However, the people of Bex Hill rioted in fear of such modern technology when the service was extended there last year. <laughs> famous names associated with Eastbourne include Douglas Bader, and the town's museum holds some of his personal possessions. These include his last school report, which reads, In future, Bader really must learn to pull his socks up. (laughs) The composer Debussy, inspired by the view from his balcony, wrote his orchestral work La Mer at Eastbourne's Grand Hotel. The following year, he returned, but being allocated a room without a sea view, wrote his less popular piece, La Tesco's Car Park. (laughs) Okay, audience, let's see who we've got lined up on the teams for you. Well, talk about four top-class original comedians. That'll give you something to take your minds off this for the next (laughs) hour. As on my left, we have Barry Cryer and Graham Garden. And on my right, Tim Brooke Taylor and Jeremy Hardy. And back again, back again, and eager as ever to perform on the desk next to me. Please welcome our delightful scorer, the ever delectable Samantha. We start today with an educational round. The use of language is an interesting study, but there are those who don't understand the subtle difference in meanings of apparently similar terms, such as representatives and delegates. Well, representatives means those authorized as deputies in a legislative assembly, whereas delegates is a setting on your washing machine. (laughs) But today we concern ourselves with the constant changes affecting our mother tongue. So, teams, I'd like you to provide examples of words in English that have acquired new definitions. Jeremy, would you care to start, please? Five aside, to kill a boy band. <laughs> Barry.
2: Pre-Raphaelite, one who leaves before the raffle.
1: Him.
0: Guy Fawkes Night, end of October to early December.
2: Graham. <laughs> Microbe, a tiny little dressing gown. <laughs> ah. Vegetarian, bad hunter.
3: <laughs>
2: Ramshackle,
0: a male chastity belt. <laughs> someone who is taken advantage of.
2: <laughs> Blame, walking with a blimp.
0: <laughs> Shingles, what Barry never orders late in the evening.
2: <laughs> Buttercup, face down.
4: Conurbation, what convicts do alone in their
0: cells at night (laughs) Christmas, September to
2: the end of January (laughs) Hunky Dory, a butch
4: fish Orthodontist, those very devout dentists with the beards and the hats. (laughs) (laughs) Derelict,
2: pleasant experience in Ireland.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, the teams are going to sing along now with some well-known discs in the game called Pick Up Song. Earlier, Samantha went down to the gramophone library to choose the team's records. While she's there, the kindly old archivist usually asks Samantha to do a few routine maintenance tasks for him, including checking the ancient sound equipment. This week, there was cleaning off some rust, replacing record needles, and attending to a stiff knob on his list of tasks. (laughs) It was quite a long one, so she asked if he didn't mind her sitting on it for a while. (laughs) What? Oh, I see. (laughs) Filthy beasts. Back now in DJ mode, Samantha is poised over the turntable and ready to give the selected discs a spin. You should sing along, teams, and continue when at my signal Samantha turns the volume down to nothing. If when the music returns you're within a gnat's crotchet of the original, I'll be awarding points, and points mean prizes. Ooh, you are awful. LAUGHTER This week's prize is a refreshing fruit drink that'll make the perfect addition to any packed lunch on school visits to Iraq. (laughs) It's this bottle of Sunni delight. (laughs) Okay, we'll start with you, Barry. Would you please accompany Frank Sinatra singing The Lady is a Tramp?
2: She gets too hungry for dinner tomorrow. at eight She, she likes the theatre And never comes late She never bothers with people she'd hate That's why lady, the lady is a tramp Oh! <laughs> the
1: tramp You now, Graham, would you please accompany Karen Carpenter singing There's a Kind of Hush.
2: There's a kind of hush all over the world Tonight all over the world You can hear the sound of lovers in love You know what I mean, just the two of us
0: and nobody else
2: In sight There's nobody else And I'm feeling good Just holding you tight So listen very carefully Get closer now And
1: Tim, would you please accompany Robbie Williams singing Angels.
0: I sit and wait Does an angel Contemplate my fate Do do they know The place is where we go When we're grey and old Cos I have been told That salvation Lets their wings unfold (laughs) So when I lie in my bed Thoughts running through my head And I feel the love is dead I'm loving angels instead And through it Oh, she offers me protection A lot of love and affection Whether I'm right or wrong
1: And finally, Jeremy, would you please accompany Dex's Midnight Runners singing Come on, Eileen
4: Sonny Sunset upon the radio Moved a million hearts in mono uh, Our mother's play oh, well, Who would blame them? You're grown so grown up So grown up, so grown up Now I must say more than ever Come on, hey. To a new like a father <laughs> Come on, Alino I swear what he means at this moment You mean everything hey, You and that race All my thoughts are back. Doubted me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The teams are going to try their hands now at acting in a game called Sound Charades. This is derived from the erstwhile popular TV show called Give Us a Clue, where players mime the titles of well-known books, films or TV shows. So expert was the grandmaster, Lionel Blair, that he even (laughs) managed to score points on an obscure TV documentary called Tales of Thuggery by (laughs) indicating... by indicating third word sounds like... (laughs) and calling for assistance from Christopher Biggins. Okay, Tim and Jeremy, you're to start, please, and your title will shortly be displayed to the audience via the laser display screen. And here's the mystery voice for listeners at home. Seabiscuit. Seabiscuit.
0: OK, it's one word. One word. Yes. It's definitely a film, and it's probably a book. Well, Chris, we've got 32,000. We keep that, don't we? And the question is rich tea. What do you think? <laughs> um,
4: I'm not sure about A, posh people's drink.
0: No, that, rich tea could be. B, golfer's gold tea peg, possibly? Mm, no, I don't think so.
4: No. What about D? D, Tara Palmer Tomkinson. Yeah, rich tea, rich yeah. Tea. yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> we're a million pounds riding on this yeah, So it's a, million a good power. idea to take a random guess
0: Well, What are you going to go for then? Well, I think C C? Mm. Okay, mm. let's see mm. The end ah.
3: <laughs> One word, eh?
4: Yeah. It's harder than you think
3: <laughs>
4: Where have I heard that before? <laughs> No, I
2: think you've always heard the opposite,. Barry. <laughs> I was there, though. <laughs> Seabiscuit oh.
1: Your turn, Barry and Graham. Your title's now being exhibited on the laser display board, and here again is the mystery voice for listeners at home. Alice doesn't live here anymore. Alice doesn't live here anymore.
2: right, it's uh, It's a film. A film. And don't think it's anything it, else, is it? It's five, six. Uh, five or six. Here it goes. OK, here it comes. Ah, I'm looking for Mr. Cooper. Oh, well... Uh... <laughs> What's she look like? Oh, uh, very distinctive. Tall, thin, very pale, long black hair. More than a hint of mascara. <laughs> Oh him. Yes. Yeah, now now he's moved. Oh.
0: <laughs> Could it be Henry Cooper doesn't live here anymore? <laughs> no, he
2: couldn't. Oh, we are so close. <laughs>
0: <laughs> or oh, maybe
1: Alice. Cooper Alice doesn't. <laughs> We move on now to a game called Daily Mail Headlines. This is played in tribute to the columnists of that great national newspaper. (laughs) When it was founded in 1896 by Lord Northcliffe, the mail's first readers didn't know what to think. These days, thanks to Linda Lee Potter's column, they've no need to even bother. (laughs) In this round, teams, I'd like one of you to suggest a word, and each succeeding panellist to add one more word, either before or after, in sequence, until I judge that you've built up a typical Daily Mail headline. You can start, Tim, and your word is royal. Royal butler.
2: Clumsy royal butler. Clumsy royal butler
0: spills... Clumsy royal butler spills beans. Uh, clumsy royal butler spills beans and?
2: Clumsy royal butler spills beans and takes?
0: (laughs)
4: Clumsy royal butler spills beans and takes it.
2: Clumsy Royal Butler spills beans and takes it up.
3: <laughs>
0: Clumsy Royal Butler spills
1: beans and takes it upstairs. Okay, it's now time to play the game called Mornington Crescent. First, I noticed from the listener correspondence in tray that we've received a letter from the listener, <laughs> who this week is a Mrs. Trellis of North Wales. She writes Dear Dale, you must be pretty handy at flower arranging. Can you tell me if it's best to put the self raising in front of or behind the plain stuff? Many thanks, Mrs. Trellis. OK, on with the game teams, and this time we'll play Blind Mornington Crescent, Uh. an ancient variation requiring immense skill. It follows standard ancient and modern rules right enough, the key difference being that each player is blindfolded and thus quite unable to see the board. Samantha, apply their blindfolds now, please. This should be quite a spectacle. Tim, will you start? Good streak. We can't hear
2: you, we've got blindfolds on. Good str- uh, Cleveland Street. Who said that? <laughs> um, Could I have a last cigarette? <laughs> um, w- w- uh, Wembley.
0: Oh, that's. Central. Is oh. Oh, he allowed like nice. to do that, Half? What? <laughs> Is Hum
2: still here? <laughs> Green Park, then. Birdcage Walk. Er uh, uh Bounds Green. Oh. Don't go Wembley.
0: That was just go a Wembley. blind Wembley guess. Park. Wasn't it? Wembley
2: Park. Yeah. No Wilsden. Wilsden. Wils... Oh. Uh, Wilsden.
3: Yeah, no, that's no, it's okay. Yeah, w- Wilsden, yes,
0: Wilsden.
2: Junction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: nice. He's done it again, half. <laughs> um Osterley.
2: Morning, St. Croesers.
1: The next round is all about jokes. I'll be looking to Barry Cryer to lead on this one, as he's been a comedian longer than the others. In fact, Barry started out entertaining the troops, but in honesty, never enjoyed great success. Perhaps it might have gone better if he'd bothered to learn German. <laughs> The round is called Complete Jokes. Teams, I'll present you with the first part of a favourite old joke. And I'd like you to try to remember the punchline. OK? The first one's for you, Barry. What's the punchline to this well-known joke, please? What is out of tune, rotten, and goes to sea?
2: Jane McDonald. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, I wish that was the answer, but it's not... Sing Bad the Sailor. Graham, do you know how this well-known joke is completed? What do you get if you cross an actress and a glove puppet? You get sex and the sooty. Very close. The answer is sooty and streep. You now, Tim. What question can you never answer yes to? Are you still enjoying (laughs) quote-unquote? Perfect paraphrase, in fact, because the real answer is, are you asleep? (laughs) 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 Jeremy, here's a joke for you to complete. What goes 99 bonk, 99 bonk, 99 bonk? Oh, it's got to
4: be a Welshman counting sheep.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm guessing... It's a centipede with a wooden leg. (laughs) Wait a minute, I'm just going to have an enthusiasm injection. (laughs) Here are some for anyone to have a go at. What goes up and down but never moves?
2: A yo-yo on a virgin train.
1: (laughs) Or a staircase. Uh, uh, What's green and slowly turns red? Jonathan Porritt. In a blender The answer is a cucumber holding its breath (laughs) How does this joke go? What do you get if you cross an overweight golfer and a pair of very tight trousers? An asshole in one (laughs) And I'd like to apologise to all my fellow golfers (laughs) Well it's actually the right answer Is it? I mean, in those days you weren't allowed to say us, so it's just a hole in one. Yeah. It's music time now with a round called Swanee Kazoo. This is where the teams perform. That Sorry. was real enthusiasm. <laughs> <laughs> but, a yeah. Nothing to do with you, is it? Are you on this one?
3: Apparently.
1: How's your foot? Not bad. <laughs> right, good. <laughs> I had a bad foot once. And my hair was a bit long and it was in the wind and it was blowing around and a man in Barnet High Street stopped in front of me and said, I know you, don't I? So I look coy like you do well. Michael (laughs) Foote. It's music time now with the round called Swanee Kazoo. This is where the teams perform duets combining the soothing lyrical of the Swanee whistle with the cheeky chirrup of the kazoo. <laughs> what once appeared to be a hopeless mismatch is now a combination as natural as love and marriage or horse and carriage Brown and Blair or hate and guts. <laughs> musical accompaniment will be provided by Colin's cell of the piano. And listeners may be interested to learn that the piano is far from being Colin's only instrument. As a banjo player, Colin is noted for his unusual picking style. No matter how many times he's told to use a hanky. <laughs> We'll start with you, Tim and Jeremy, and I'd like you to provide a rendition of Big Spender to feature Tim brooke taylor on the Swanee Whistle and Jeremy Hardy on the kazoo. You now, Barry and Graham, I'd like you to provide a rendition of Unforgettable to feature Barry Cryer on the Kazoo and Graham Garden on the Swanee Whistle. almost the end of the show but it's just time to squeeze in a round of menswear department film club.
3: <laughs> Samantha,
1: Samantha has to nip off now as she's doing a fashion makeover on a gentleman friend. Yesterday, she's... <laughs> Yesterday she says she helped him choose new shoes and was delighted to bend over to tie his laces as he tried a pair with a crepe sole and felt upper. <laughs> So, while she's away, teams, I'd like you please to suggest film titles guaranteed to entertain an audience of menswear department staff. Tim, will you start, please? Lord of the Flies.
2: <laughs> Reservoir Togs. <laughs> Once Upon a Time in the
4: Vest. I know what you did last Cummerbund. It's there if you look for him. The fall of the trousers of Usher.
2: (laughs) All quiet on the vest and
3: pants.
2: (laughs) Everything you wanted to know about slacks, but
4: were too afraid to ask. (laughs) Breakfast at
0: Millets. (laughs)
3: Hmm.
0: Get shirty.
2: Bring me the inside leg measurement of Alfredo Garcia.
0: Strictly ballroom. Perhaps you could explain that one, too. on second floor. The day of the trim fits.
2: <laughs> the cook, the thief, his wife, runs and her lover.
3: Hmm) <laughs> school for
0: sandal
3: that's it we're closed
1: and so ladies and gentlemen as the moose of time is blasted by the marksman of eternity and the manager of the dairy department goes to get a mop (laughs) I notice it's the end of the show so from the team Samantha myself and the fine folk of Eastbourne it's goodbye goodbye Try, Graham Garden, Jeremy Hardy, and Brooke Taylor who have been given
0: silly things to do by Humphrey Littleton, with Colin Sell setting some of them to music. The program consultant was Ian Pattinson and the producer was John Naismith.